All right, folks, afternoon. Hope y'all are doing well. This is Jesse Cope, and we're back for another episode of the American Soul Podcast. This is actually going to be part two of one that we started a couple days ago that ran over a little bit. And I just want to, A, as always, thank y'all for giving me 15 or 20 minutes of your day. I'm extremely grateful for that. A little bit humbled by it, folks, that y'all would actually choose to spend time here listening to me ramble on. I hope that y'all are getting something out of it, and thank y'all so much for those of you who are subscribing to the podcast, sharing it, spreading the word to others, whether it's family members or friends or coworkers, or you're just sharing it online on social media or anywhere else. I'm extremely appreciative and grateful. So just to recap just a little bit here, folks, in the last episode, we talked primarily about education, which is no shocking thing on this podcast because it's vitally important to our country. And we talked about a book from what was called the Young Folks Library. It was a children's book back from the turn of the 19th to the 20th century, just to illustrate what literature and what our country, what a big chunk of our history, how we have educated the principles that we have put into our children. And the reason we read a few quotes, and I'm going to read one more in this episode today once we get back started here. But we're going to tie this into the Olympics because it it shows how drastically different, if you know anything about education today, and really, it's not education even, you just, I mean, it is, but just look at the children today. Look at how so many of our young folks, whether you're talking about K through 12 education or college education, how so many of them act. And what the opinion of so many of them is toward our nation. It's starkly different than a century ago. Really, probably even than 30, 40 years ago. But since this book was published about 120 years ago, that's what I'm basing it off of right now for this episode. And you're... You can go back and listen to the previous podcast and hear some of those comments, excerpts out of this book, and then this one that I'm going to read today. Our country explicitly put our founding principles, promoted those principles, and promoted the need to stand for those principles to our children. And those principles were based on the teachings of Christ. And it, we explicitly have talked about that time and time again. Uh, our founders, before the founding generation and after. How does that tie into the Olympics? Well, I'm going to get into a couple of examples here uh, and talk about it. But I wanted to read an excerpt from a recent opinion piece real quick to you before we get back into this excerpt. This is from Mark Theason, if I'm saying that right. It's a columnist, and this was printed in the Washington Post about a week and a half ago. 
give or take, maybe a couple weeks. The U.S. women's national soccer team is denying team members turn their backs on a 98-year-old World War II veteran as he played the national anthem before an exhibition game, claiming that some players were simply looking at the flag at the other end of the stadium. Quote, get your facts straight before you assume anything, end quote, U.S. midfielder Carly Lloyd tweeted. Hmm. Why would anyone assume that the players were showing disrespect during the playing of our national anthem? Maybe it's because long before U.S. track and field athlete Gwen Berry turned her back on the flag while the national anthem played, it was the U.S. national women's soccer team that was demanding the right to protest the anthem. Maybe it's because in 2016, U.S. co-captain Megan Rapinoe, I don't think I said that right, I apologize, refused to stand during a national team game against Thailand. Maybe it's because in 2019, Rapinoe refused to place her hand over her heart during the anthem, declaring, I'll probably never put my hand over my heart. I'll probably never sing the national anthem again. Maybe it's because in 2020, the national team players issued a joint statement demanding the U.S. soccer repeal its policy requiring them to stand respectfully during the anthem, and U.S. soccer capitulated to the players' demands. Maybe it's because last November, nine of the team's 11 starting players kneeled during the playing of the national anthem before their game against the Netherlands, and then seven of the starting 11 players took a knee during the anthem before a game against Colombia in January. Given this history, it's no surprise so many assumed the players were showing disrespect during the playing of the anthem during a game with Mexico last week because they had been agitating for the right to do so for years. In a statement, U.S. Soccer said that none of the players turned their back on World War II veteran Pete Dupree during tonight's anthem, adding, the players all love Pete. Note, the statement didn't say the players would never disrespect the American flag because that would be demonstrably untrue. The team seems most upset at the notion that anyone thought that they had shown disrespect to a sweet old man like Pete. What they don't seem to understand is that when they protest the flag, they show disrespect for Pete and all the veterans who fought under that flag. They show disrespect for all of Pete's comrades who sacrificed their lives so they could have the freedom to play a kid's game for a living. Just a little context, folks. And now we'll jump back into the rest of this episode from just a couple days ago. I'm going to read one more quote out of this little excerpt. And I'm going to tie this in to the situation in the Olympics about a month ago. To love your home is to love the ideas for which your home stands. To love the way things are done there. To love the people who dwell there. To love the principles upon which the home is built. And so it is with our native land. Folks, if if people don't love the foundational principles of America, they cannot claim to love America. Well, they can claim it, but it's a lie. You cannot love America without loving her founding principles based on the teachings of Christ. It's just not possible. And 
If you don't love this country, the immediate question that comes to mind is, why would you stay? Why would you come here as so many millions have done if you didn't love this country? You can fill in the blank there. There's a number of answers. None of them are good. None of them look kindly upon the person who comes to America and then rejects the founding principles. And so this situation with the Olympics, about a month ago, give or take, folks, these were the trials. And so you were, these people were competing in order to be on Team USA, on the United States Olympic team for their particular sport. If I remember correctly, this was the women's hammer throw. You can go and double check that. As always, folks, I'm glad that I have an audience that keeps me honest. And if I'm wrong, correct me and I'll correct it. But after the competition, the three women that had made the team, or at least that had finished first, second, and third, were standing on a podium. And the national anthem began to play. And one of these three, I believe it was the third place finisher, decided not to honor the national anthem. Not only did they turn away during the national anthem, not only did they not put their hand over their heart or show any sign of respect, they actually covered their heads. Sadly, this has become a trend. I believe it was about a year ago, give or take, that our United States soccer team, not competing in the Olympics, but it was the women's national team. They played for the United States of America. They didn't play for themselves. They didn't even play for a professional league. They chose volunteered to play for the United States of America. And then they knelt or turned away or did whatever it was that they could do to show disrespect to the nation. It's completely unacceptable, folks. If you don't love the principles of this country, the founding principles. And no, slavery was not a founding principle of the United States. Slavery was an example of when America did not follow her founding principles as laid out in the Declaration of Independence, which stated that God gave rights to men equally regardless of race or ethnicity or who you were born to. So don't throw that out there. If you don't respect this country, if you don't love this country, then you have absolutely no right to play for a national team. Go play for a professional league. Go earn your money. Go get your fame. 
Go do what you want to do on your own time. But don't volunteer to play for Team USA and then have the tenacity to act like you're the one that's oppressed. You're the one that's put upon. Nobody forced you to play for Team USA. It's an absolute disgrace, folks. There's no honorable excuse for it. There's no honorable excuse for supporting people that do it. Too many men and women have sacrificed too much for our country. For professional athletes to act like spoiled little children and disrespect that sacrifice. And it's disgraceful that those people who act that way are not immediately and irrevocably and permanently banned from any Team USA sport. At some point, folks, we've got to start to stand up for this country or there's not going to be anything left. This country was founded as a Christian nation. Our founders acknowledged that. They promoted that. They wanted to encourage the spread of Christianity and the principles of Christ throughout our country, throughout our institutions. That's the truth. That's what history backs up. That's what we need to get back to. I'm not sure I did a real good job of laying that out tonight, folks. I feel like I left a little something on the table, but I'm not sure what else needs to be said right now, so I'm going to leave it at that. I hope that y'all have a wonderful, whatever is rest of left of the rest of your day, wherever you are and whatever you're doing. I thank y'all all again for spending a little bit of time here walking up and down the road with me. Hope that you have gotten a little bit of knowledge and confidence and assurance out of this and thank you again so much for those of y'all that are sharing this and talking to other people about it i'm so grateful for that and again wherever you are whatever sphere of influence you have folks whether it's in a professional setting at work whether it's with a group of friends whether it's your Bible study at church, whether it's you as a mom at home raising your children or a father at home raising your children, spread the truth. Tell people you know what the truth is. It's just like lighting a candle in a dark room. And, and the more light you have, the less darkness can hide. Y'all have a real good day, folks, and we will talk to y'all again real soon.